Welcome to the Flower Hour Podcast, the podcast where conversations blossom. It is your boy, Sean Flores. If you love this podcast and you've really enjoyed it, please share, subscribe and follow and look forward to the journey we will be going on. Hello everyone, hope everyone's doing well. Most importantly, I hope everyone is having a great day today. Today I'm going to be joined by the Let's Talk First platform. We're going to be talking about everything, you know, race related, their platform and just so much more. So it's just a conversation I'm very much looking forward to. I hope everyone's had a good day. Most importantly as well, it's Monday. So yeah, it's blessed. Hey Jess, how are you? Hope you're well. I've still got some work to work on for, um, what's it called? TCS. So yeah. Did I say support black lives? Of course I do. What's the, what kind of silly question is that? Right. Whenever you're ready, let's talk first. You can jump in. I'm waiting for you. Perfect. Let's go. Let's get it. Yes. He loves creating. <laughs> Listen, how are you guys? Hello. Good. How are you? Good. Can you hear us, I'm, right? Yes, man. I'm good. I'm good. I, I had to put on a shirt because before on the live, I've forgotten to put on a shirt before. So I was just chilling. I was playing Ultimate Frisbee. <laughs> so this time I remembered. Who, who, who are you playing Ultimate Frisbee with? Pardon? What, you're playing Ultimate Frisbee by yourself? No, no, I wish. I wish there was two of them. <laughs> I was playing with um, my boy. He's literally just left so I could do the live right. as well. So, right. yeah, how are right, you guys right. doing, man? It's been a long time coming. Yes. Yes. yes, 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 yes. It feels like a while, isn't it, since you hit us up? Absolutely, and, um, man. Show, man. Yeah, no, definitely. I'll let you guys introduce yourself so everyone knows who you are and just let them know all about what you're about. Well, well, my name is Kwame, um, and this is my wife, Saria. She's going to introduce herself anyway, but hey -o. How many uh, years married? How many years married? Uh, we've been married 10 years, we're in our 11th year now. Listen, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get a strong marriage like you guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were dating for five years previous, so it's like yeah. 15, so... Yeah. 15 years. 15 okay. together, we should say, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, all right, I'll let you carry on. I just got excited when I heard 10 years marriage. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, so I, yeah, I'm Kwame. I'm, um, I'm actually, uh, I'm a fitness coach. Um, and have been for the last four or five years. Um, I don't know what else you want to know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I've come stuck. Okay, so I'll speak about myself. Yeah. He doesn't know what to say. So, yeah, I'm the other half. My name's Sarita, and um, we've been married, as, as we said before, we've been married for 10 years. I've been through so much. We've learned so much along the way. Um, we have four beautiful children. So we have three boys, one girl. And, um, you know, this whole Instagram thing, you know, live thing, we haven't ever, ever kind of had that, that feeling to want to be on this type of platform but we are very talkative you know at home we're always having debates and we have family we have big families right and we just like to enjoy each other's companies and yeah we talk about all sorts of things yeah 
And um, when this whole business came up with um, George Floyd, it hit us hard. And, um, you know, it was one of those things where we wanted to just come and talk to people. Like, we just, people wanted to talk with us, we wanted to talk with people all the time. And so that's actually kind of why we, we, we decided to come onto um, Instagram to have these live discussions because we just found it so beneficial. And uh, maybe I'm going too far ahead. <laughs> but yeah, that's. Um, that's how we came to, you know, be she, on these she, platforms. She's definitely skipped some parts. So I might feel it. Uh, but, yeah. One um, second. I'm gonna I'm gonna go pick up my laptop. One second. Okay, no problems. Right. I've got my laptop because I feel like these are the kind of conversations I've got to take notes. <laughs> stop it, stop it. Listen, I'm 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 here to learn most importantly, man. <laughs> That's the most important thing. So listen, so I know your platform, you guys have a Let's Talk platform. Could you tell me a little bit more about that and what's yeah. inspired you to make the platform that you have so far? And let yeah. us know the guests that you've had on as well. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, it's interesting, this Let's Talk First platform. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what, like this whole sort of journey, I, I'll say it started with um, Madame over here, all right? And I'll say that because Look, Sean, I was sitting at home. I was minding my own business. I was on my phone. Um, I remember the George Floyd thing had happened, and I was obviously just keeping up with, up to date with the news and everything else. And then um, this lady, you know, the, the creative person in this relationship is Saria. She's full of ideas, right? And uh, she, I remember, like, I remember this so vividly. I was sitting downstairs, and um, she came and she's like, right, today, okay, every one of us, you, me, the kids, we're going out to take the knee. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, where's this come from? You know? Um, and she had, I think she was listening to some radio station and someone's come on saying that they're doing a thing, just like you get with a, you know, clap for NHS. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. And they're doing a take the knee sort of thing. Um, and um, I believe it was on a Wednesday, right? Yeah. And yeah. And so I was like, mm, initially I was like, I'm not sure, you know, take the knee on our doorstep, literally, you know, where we are. Uh, the, the bear, we're, we're in the middle of like a, a massive street and, you know, um, our back, the back end of our house faces the road. So like, the main road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everyone's going to like see, you know, the, all of us lined up, you know, the, the whole nation of our family yeah. lined up on the street. Um, and I, initially I was like, oh, and are in. And I was like, all right, now cool. All right, yeah, now let's, let's go and do this. Um, and interestingly enough, what really triggered me was at that point, I'm not, I'm not sure how he heard it, but we've got, I mean, we've got four kids. We've got a nine-year-old, six-year-old, uh, well, now three-year-old and a two-year-old. By the time, it was a two-year-old and a one-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, just recently celebrated their birthdays. Literally this week gone. Yeah. And um, basically, my six-year-old came up to me and he was like, Daddy, I'm, I'm, I'm scared to go outside. To take mm -hmm. And I'm like, why? Why are you scared? He's like, oh, because I, I know there's people out there who don't like black people. And I was like, what? That's from a six-year-old, right? Like, and suddenly that hit me like, okay, right. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. So literally went, took the knee. Um, I remember my sister came to join. And um, we did the whole thing. Of, you know, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. And I, my sister-in-law was filming us at the time. She was playing sort of like, I think she was playing Bob Marley, uh, James Brown and Bob Marley. Um, we, uh, we, we basically created a scene. Yeah. The biggest scene that we could create on our road. And yeah. I said to Kwame, listen, 
I don't care if it's only us on our line, but we need to show that, yes, we are here. And yes, we believe that we need to be standing up for racial injustice. Against and, yeah, yeah. Up obviously against <laughs> racial injustice. So we laid a mat and we just went literally and we got on our knees. We played in it so nice and loud. I'm black and I'm proud. Mm. All the things that you, you know, would associate with, you know, the struggle and where we're at and everything like that. And it really started from there. And you asked the question, you know, why let's talk yeah. first. And so I, she, I know you're going to come in. Yeah, it's going to come in because what, what, what I was going to say is just lead into that was that for me, those trigger points, my six-year-old telling me, that um, he was scared to go outside because um, um, black people, those people out there didn't like black people um, because it was unbeknown to him at the time, right? Okay, and then my when my sister-in-law had filmed it, I watched the video back and I could see my two-year-old daughter also with her fist up. And I looked at that and I thought, yo, like, she is only two. She's not even, I mean, like, she's going to grow up, like, my little girl's going to grow up with these sort of things going on, and I can't bear to think that she has to go through this mm. as well, you know? And then that was it. For me, that was a trigger point. I was like, okay, I'm looking at my six-year-old, I'm looking at my two-year-old. No, we've got to take a stand now. We've got to say, we've got to speak, I've got to do something. And um, then as time went on, um, we were just thinking about ways that we can, you know, be effective in, in this whole situation. And you know what? It's it's really interesting because we have a lot of friends from different backgrounds, but we have a lot of white friends as well. And um, while this has all been happening, we haven't really had that much conversation um, regarding this. And I just remember at the time saying, Kwame, do you know what? It's so important that before we formulate our opinions, yeah, we need to sit down and talk first. Yeah, because it's easy, okay, to just assume, we should, before we start making assumptions, let's talk. Let's talk to those people that we're not quite sure where their mind is at the situation. Because what I found was that a lot of my friends, some of them will be very quiet on the matter. And it's easy for me to say, oh, if you're quiet, you're not standing up for it. Because that's, that's one of the yeah. things. If you're not speaking up, then, you know. So I was like, silence. I think it's silence is violence. Yeah. This is something like that. Yeah. So it's like, I, but then, you know, you've been friends for such a long time. At least, let's see where you're at with it. So... I think it was kind of birthed from that. Yeah. We said, before you start making your assumptions, let's talk first. Let's yeah. Before you yeah, yeah, formulate yeah, yeah. your opinions. So we, that the whole idea behind that was just to maybe sit down with some of our white friends and then have the discussion. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And also, I think, my, just I have to mention this, because my sister-in-law, Eloise, I have to give her a shout out. Yeah. She was like, right, why don't you guys go and do a live? You yeah. know, and, 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 you know, start, you know, talking, doing this thing. And so she kind of, you know, sort of, Planted, planted the, the idea, seed, yep. the seed, and we're like, right, let's go for it. We just thought about the name, you know, let's talk initially. And everyone, oh no, let's talk first. You know, it was it came up, it was a it was a name that was available on Instagram. We thought, yeah, we'll run with it. And and we've had you asked about the guests. We've had lo lo lots of different types of guests from different backgrounds, yeah. and they've all you know really been effective. Like we've, yeah. we've learned from them. They've learned, you know, we've learned from one another really. Like, um, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, I think initially the, the, the plan was to talk to all our white friends. Yeah. Like, I, no word of a lie, we were meant to do this for like four, four or five episodes. Yeah. That was it. We we're going to talk to our white friends and get, the, the, get, get some of the, you know, their perspective, what, what their take on it. Because funny enough, you know, we've known some of these guys for two, three years and never had a conversation on race. Like, mm -hmm. all right. And so suddenly we're having these conversations. 
and we're like, okay, we're gonna give it like four because we're not like we said, we're not really this, <laughs> we're not on this thing, right? Okay, and so we're not TV, yeah, yeah, we're not, you know, we're not <laughs> yeah. Richard and Judy, we're yeah. literally just, you know. <laughs> yeah, and so we decided, all right, okay, we're gonna make it four or five episodes, but then it just from one conversation after I realized, oh wow, okay, now we've got to keep this thing going, and suddenly no. we're on that one of our 12 or 13th episodes, um. But there are a few people we've had on there. Um, I mean, we, they're all from different backgrounds. Um, lawyers, CEOs. <laughs> um, we've had DJs, DJ Ace, who was on there recently. Um, we've had our, our, my, I've had my sister on there. She's had her sister on there. Yeah. I had my brother-in-law on there. So it's literally, you know, in our sphere of influence, yeah. like just really having a conversation with people around us who we haven't otherwise had these conversations with. And that's where we kind of like hit off with all this. So let's talk first was created during the, um, I suppose, George Floyd, with what happened with yeah. George Floyd. Yeah. And um, you saw the reaction from your children and you yeah. realise it's so powerful to have conversations with people whose voices you wouldn't ordinarily hear. And yeah. you've mainly made for people who are, from, who are white, but you've realised you could broaden the scope and you've been able to have conversation with everyone. I want to ask you, just how powerful is conversation now in the world today and especially with what happened with George Floyd? Conversation is... It's key. It's so key. It's key. You need to be able to be able to have that exchange and you need to be able to listen as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. I, th I, 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 I think, like, to me, conversation is not just a matter of just talking, but it's a matter of also listening. Yes. And, 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 and gaining. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, is, I was just saying, it's about not just talking, but also listening and gaining perspective. And also, you know, it's, it's important that you know, when we come to the, the point of having dialogue, that, you know, uh, every, you know this is not about coming with your preconceived ideas but actually you know let's 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 open up the conversation let's 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 let's, let's talk about the issue of racial injustice let's see what your views on it how you feel about it what where you're coming from and you know what what your experience is with it you know why why is it that you don't you can't see you know where i'm coming from on this why why don't you understand why have you not come to you know what is your background what is it that's made you sort of think you know, in the way that you do, you know, yeah. you know, how, how is that you have that world view? Uh, mm. I think all those things need to be established in order for us to make any kind of progress. Um, because it's a way of, you know, we can come to the table and both be entrenched in our position, but through conversation, you know, certain barriers yeah. can be knocked down and we can move forward that way. So 100%, 100%. You, you really have to want to understand, is what I mean. You have to have that that mindset where you know what we we want to actually come with a solution yeah. now not to say that you can get a solution at every every time but you've got to have that type of perspective because if you don't you just end up being very angry and upset even if you kind of like we talk about this a lot you know me and my, my husband that you know if you're not careful you can just really be entrenched in your position and be upset and just keep and and i don't want i mean everybody's different but i don't want that type of um, to have that kind of spirit. I don't want to be constantly be angry. I want, I really want there to be solutions. I want us to move forward. I want us to work together, you know, as a human race to kind of combat 
what is happening at the moment. And so I think it's so important to have that conversation in, in the world we're living in today. It's important. And I think originally you made a very good point. A lot of people listen and they don't understand. And a lot of people sometimes listen to reply. And as you said, being deeply entrenched within your worldview creates like an echo chamber. And in a sense, when you think about that echo chamber, you don't see anything else outside of it. And especially, as you said, you know, in the world that we have today, a lot of people are angry. I think for very good reason. I think yes. we can't control how people feel. But unless we have dialogue, we're not going to understand. Maybe we fundamentally disagree on something, but we believe in the same thing. There's, it's very interesting. So I want to ask you, with you having children especially, just how important do you think the millennial generation has been to pave in a better future for your children? Um, that's, a, that's a loaded question. Um, it's interesting because you've had some, some of my favorite guests on your um, platform have been the young guys. Um, Absolutely. Um, is it Etienne? Etienne? Etienne, yes. Etienne and um, Julian. Julian Andre, I think his name Julian is. Julian Andre, yeah. My goodness, I, I, I listen to those guys. And it's interesting because only recently I've been talking to another young guy who um, I know personally, who's like 25 years old. And I think the narrative needs to change. There's this view that, you know, this young, these young guys are all so like, especially, you know, black guys, Tear all away. of them are like tearaways and you know, there's this stereotype. But, you know, that, that, that is a massive lie because I hear, I, I, I listen to the likes of Atien and Julian, you know, and some of the guys I've spoken to and I realised that, wow, like we've got, these are guys who are 17, 18, 19, 20, who are thinking in ways that I was, when I was their age, I was not, nowhere near like thinking like that. I was on some next stuff. Like this is- He, he was that terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I'm listening to these conversations. I'm like, whoa, 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 look. I was talking to my younger sister the other time, about 20 years old, and she's so, you know, like, clued on about what's happening. Like, yeah. And you ask the question, you know, how um, pivotal is it? I think it's massive. I think there's, there's a move. There's something happening for the younger generation. Yeah. And for me, it, it gives me hope because my kids growing up are going to grow up in that generation. And, and, you know, as we do our part in educating them and we support you know, our youngsters who are uh, uh, really yeah. pushing mm -hmm. for uh, um, change in society. I think we are, we, we are really building up for a better, a better society, generally, an environment for them, definitely. Mm. And I think you're right, because when I was 17, what was I doing? I used to play football. I used to play football twice a day. I used to have um, a chicken legend sandwich on Wednesdays and Saturdays. <laughs> With sweet, with extra sweet chili sauce, and those I didn't are the remember things. the days. <laughs> yeah, because th those. The way that you actually a foodie, you like food, don't you? <laughs> Absolutely. Listen, Wednesday and Saturday. Check out my personal page. <laughs> no, I will. Wednesday and Saturdays are my favorite days, and that's all I used to do. And you're right. Um, the millennial generation is creating an unstoppable ripple effect that is yes. soon to become a tsunami in public discourse. And I think oh, yeah. you're right. We're I, you know, the, the depiction of young males, especially is black males, is that wayward, we're only musicians, we're, we're celebrated for achievements of the body and not of the mind. 
we can only be footballers, we can only be musicians, but there's so much of us that are doing great things that doesn't hit the dominant media narrative. And that's a whole nother conversation within yeah. itself. Yes. But I want to ask you, as part of the older generation, how have you seen society previously and how do you see society concurrently? Um, you, you both look like you're reminiscing. Yeah, 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 yeah. because, because you, know, <laughs> you know what it is? Like, I look back and there's so much that went on from when I was young that, like, to be honest with you, like, if that happened today, like, it just won't be acceptable. Like, it won't, I think that I, you know, because you know, it's when I speak for myself, I think I literally sort of just went through the motions of just, I hate to use the word accepting it, but I almost saw it as normal. Like, yeah. you know, in terms of my encounters with, with racism. I mean, I, my, my first encounter with racism was when I was about 11 years old at school. Um, and I say 11 years old because I spent uh, some of my education in Ghana, because that's where we're, our parents are originally from, Ghana. Okay. And from, I, I was born here, went to Ghana when I was about four or five years old, was in the education system for about maybe five years, um, six. Came back here when I was about 10, 11, so went straight into the sort of year six. And so obviously in Ghana, I'm not experiencing any racism, right? We're all black, you know? Yeah, and, and, that's, and that's a very interesting point because I saw yeah. recently a lot of African-Americans are moving to Ghana because yes. Ghana, yes. it's yes. not racist. And the government, I think it's Kofi Addo, the president, wants to bring people back. And he did a year of repatriation for people, yes, African-Americans yeah. to come back and get in yes. touch with their culture. So that's very yeah. interesting. Yeah. So yeah, yes. sorry, I'll yes. let you yes. go yes. on. I, I just had to add that. No, no, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and my, so my experience of racism at the time was... No, no. <laughs> I'll, I'll just say this. He should t probably tell you that that's his uncle. No, don't do that. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just, maybe because, yeah, it really is, really is. Say no more. But he, he didn't want me to say. Uh, don't worry all, about that. Part. All right, Amos. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Ignore that comment. Uh, so, anyway, um, so I, when I came into London, I, I mean, I was like, you know what I mean? I didn't think it, racism wasn't even a thing, right? Yeah. Like, so anyway, literally, I think within my first all week at school, I was playing football, as you do at that age. I was going for a tackle, you know, because I'm a big, strong lad. I was going for a strong tackle. You know, uh, and you know, the guy I happened to tackle was white, right? And so he's upset, comes up to me and goes, what the F are you doing, you effing African boo-boo? And I'm like, what? Like, you know, even then, I was, in, I was like, okay, he's upset. <laughs> but I'm not quite sure what that whole, you know, African boo-boo thing, like, you know what I mean? Like, it was, it was, it was alien to me, right? So I've yeah. gone home. I said to my mom, I, was, I, was, I mean, I was, I was clearly upset because the, the, the nature in which he approached me was very aggressive. Um, so I've gone, to, I've gone home and said to my mom, um, like, I was at school and this is what this guy said to me. And my mom had a few choice words <laughs> to give me to go and say back to him when I went back the next day, as African parents do. And um, but that, that was my first instance of sort of experience racism. And I think as I've sort of grown up and gone through the years, I realized that there were things that I was experiencing that I didn't even sort of clock that they were you know, discriminatory against against myself, even in school. I mean, most of the secondary schools, and this will tell you sort of like sort of where I'm coming from, all the secondary schools that I went to no longer exist. They closed down. Like, oh, you know, wow. Like, 
Yeah, and that in itself is an interesting point because only now I look back and think, wow, like most of the most of the guys in there were ethnic minorities, yeah. you know. And then you start talking about you know the underfunding, you know, like you know the fact that you know not much was given, not much attention was given to those um, educational um, institutions. And so what you have is you know um, loads of guys you know coming from you know poverty-stricken areas, you know who are literally thrown into one you know um, yeah one house if you know what I mean under one shelter and the teachers are not as you know probably not getting paid as much so don't really care as much and so there's all kinds of things going on there and all those I believe are sort of the little sort of um, if you want to call it uh, effects of the injustices against um, minorities and I think now um, those things do exist, but they are, they are very, I mean, I think when I was younger, I was more overt. Yeah. I think now it's a lot more covert. And mm. that's, what, that's even more dangerous, in my opinion. Absolutely. Because it happens, you know, so, so like undercover that, like, it will take, it needs to take something, maybe a, it needs for it to happen a few more times before you actually clock that actually that's what's going on. You know Absolutely. what I mean? And that's where I think we're at at the moment with. Um, yeah, it's almost like it's almost now. It's like it's a part of. It's almost like a part. You're, you're desensitized to it, so it's all subtle. Yeah, nice and subtle. Like people will say things, and almost in a nice way, if you can call it a nice way. Um, so you, you you're not necessarily going to call it out, but now a lot of people will stand and call things out, and that's yeah. what I'm happy at. Yeah, right now yeah. as we're talking, yeah. when things are going with like even. Something happened, a situation with his sister happened recently um, regarding like a clothing brand. And I realized that where maybe she wouldn't have spoken up before, she did. And I was so proud because I was thinking to myself, do you know what? We've come a long way because if we were, un if we were underrepresented back then, we would just leave it be. We wouldn't yeah. say, oh, you know, we think that maybe you should have more black representation or, you know, yeah. so that we can sell your product. We would never say nothing like yeah. that back in the day. We would just yeah. say, okay, you know, it wasn't for me. And we probably wouldn't even read too deeply into it. But things have bubbled to the surface. And now yeah. we're able to kind of talk and speak our truth. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm happy with that, definitely. And just how, you know, I always ask everybody this question, especially for black people. We recently had the Black Pound, which was on the 27th of June, if I'm correct. And we have another one that's currently going on representation in one breath I think is great but in another breath I'm a bit skeptical about it because sometimes I feel like especially on television you have certain individuals who don't represent many black opinions and many black thoughts or the dominant discourse and then there's even those who do dom um, represent it but then there's other people that this, it's going to also exclude so how do you important do you think representation is but how important is it to represent the diversity of black thoughts and black experiences? You asked a loaded question. No, can, you, I, I, you know, I, I, can you give an example of the first part that you mentioned about the So book? do you know Edward Addo? I think it's Edward Addo. That's it. I think that's maybe his name. I know it's Addo something. He usually comes on television on shows such as This Morning, and his views are almost I'm not sure whether he does it because he gets paid or whether he genuinely believes what he's saying. But issues when it's outright overt racism, 
he will deny it's racism. Or yeah. if there's issues, yeah. you're just like, how does this man not see it that way? Yeah. And that's why I say, how important is it to have individuals such as himself, even though they're from the black community, that don't see things probably perhaps from the lens that you and I would see it from? Yeah. Do, should we just have one type of black person on the television in this right. call for representation? No, I, 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 I um, and it's interesting you ask that because maybe that's why he's in that position in the first place. And and that's what I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and, I, and and this is this this is the issue I have right with 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 all the mediums that we have currently, and, and, and we even talk about media. I think that you know um, that sometimes it's almost seen like propaganda, or mm -hmm. you know, there's a certain agenda to bring a certain type of person on um, that, you know, is, that opposes the, the common narrative of yeah. what's happening in society, just so that uh, it looks like, you know, these people are just playing victim or, you know, look well, at this well, guy. He's, he's black. He's black. He's black. He's, and he's saying this. And he's saying they this. Love it. You know what I mean? And, 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 and I think that um, we are talking about not just, that particular individual being born, but the the system or the system that allows for him, you know, or the platform that's created okay, or built for him to, to allow to to kind of embrace him and him alone, and not necessarily bring anyone else who, I suppose, represents someone like you and I who have got who have like us who have gone through certain things and can see clearly overtly that things have been happening, you know, against our, our race, um, and I, I just think that yes, it is very important to have people who, um, okay, if you're gonna bring one um, guy, um, person or who's representing this perspective, okay, then you need to bring another, okay, who sees things differently because you can't, you can't, you can't just bring that one person on and have him determine or that, you know, like whatever he says is the gospel for all um, black people. I think, I think that's horrible. I, I, I'm gonna give you an example, we've got a friend, right? who basically, um, her son, okay, in school, all right, goes to private school, and um, predominantly white, but, you know, they've got these policies about hairstyle, right? Okay, and he went in school with a lion in his head, right? Okay, and... With a... With a lion with in a his lion head. With a lion's head, like a little, you know, part in, in his okay. head. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. I used to have a little young boy lion here. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And... And it was his birthday, so you know he, had, he was looking fresh for his birthday. <laughs> and so he's he's going to school, and basically, and I'm just it's just to highlight the point you just made. They they he, he's been basically he's been mullered, he's been scrutinized for it. Like, who do you think you are? How dare you come to school? From the school. That? Yeah, from the school, right? And it turns out that basically they have a black teacher, okay, in the school who they basically ask um, for uh, their opinion on if a black boy comes in with a certain look or a certain hairstyle or whatever, um, <laughs> you know, what do you think of that? And when, and what, what, depending on what that person says, that teacher says, they then decide to um, dish out a punishment. On in this case, he was asked to go litigate with him. All right. Okay. What for his hairstyle? Yeah. yeah. All right. And my thing is that 
you've got one person, yeah, it's almost like they, they picked one person, okay, look, we're coming to you. You're black. What do you think of that? And, and you've got to understand, from an African background, we know what that's like, where um, our parents used to think, say things like, you come home with like cane roll in your hair, cane roll, yeah, okay. All right, you're being like the West Indian guy, yeah, so yeah. whatever. I, I knew you know, that all comment of that. was coming. I knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew it. So my thing is this, that if you get someone like that, you know I mean, like they will have their worldview on all these things and they, they will just determine that, yo, that's wrong. And therefore, as a result of that, he's getting punished for it. And so to, to your point, we've got to have, you know, um, diversity in terms of bringing on other different represent, people. Yeah, people who represent um, different um, Background. you know I mean, backgrounds or, you know, um, experiences. And I'd love, and I'd, and I'd love to know, you know, as a black female, once upon a time ago, the black female was represented through horrible stereotypes such as the mammy and so much more, the single mother. And when we think about black females nowadays, I believe there's a positive and there's a stronger representation. And there's still work to be done, which is, I think, is to be said about many things. But as a female from the older generation and seeing the new school of young females coming through, how positive are you that young females are going to have a chance to explore who they are as people and to see more black female entrepreneurs, for example, and to see more positive black female representation, especially? Look, it's happening now. It's happening now. And I'm, I'm so happy to see it. To be honest with you, if you, you look on the TV, you see... I don't know, you, you, recently, more recently, they're everywhere. We're everywhere. You know, my, my hope is that, you know, we kind of will be accepted, even not just amongst our own as well. You know, we need that support from our black brothers as well, you know. And um, that's really important because if, 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 we, if you can esteem us, then we can do anything, you know. And, there's, and, and I see it. And there's no barriers that we can't break. So yeah, it is very important. I've got a little daughter coming up and I'm rooting for her. She's already a feisty one, but yes, definitely, it's definitely happening. And I'm, I'm a part of the movement, you know, I, I am. I, I recently have, um, I mean, I've, I've always loved cooking. That's why I said about foodie. Mm -hmm. I've always loved cooking and I've catered as well for like um, weddings and things like that. But recently I've been like, um, just doing like a diary of all my foods that I'm doing on a daily basis on my Instagram page. And um, it's just literally taken off. Lots of people have been, you know, inquiring and things like that. And to be honest with you, because of the, where, where, where we're at now, I've just decided to take up the mantle and I'm, I'm going out there with that entrepreneurial spirit. I am, because I don't, why can't I? Why yeah. can't I, you know? And I will make sure, if, if I want to take it far, I'll take it far. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not worried anymore. And, you know, there are, I've got like family in the media, you know, um, you saw like DJ Ace come on and they're, they're also, it's all support you know that's why I said it's, it's important for your black brothers or your family to be very supportive in everything as a woman that I'm doing because that's going to help me to elevate myself and yeah. as I said I'm, I, that's what I'm doing at the moment and I'm pleased to say that a lot of people are supportive and you know they're, they're really supportive I was really humbled by you know the response that I've received and I'm, I'm, I'm doing alright and I see it with other people along social media so yes um it's a good time to be a black woman. <laughs> yeah. I, I hope it's going to always be a good time to be a black woman. But I think most, <laughs> is, most important, I think it's going to be a great time to be a black family, especially. 
And yeah. I want to ask, so you were together five years before being married for 10 years. So let's, yeah. let's, so let's say 15 years you've been together. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. Um, and typically, perhaps, because divorce has been on the rise. And um, some people say black women are the first to be divorced and the last to be married, according to statistics, especially in the US. So I want to ask you, how important do you believe a strong black nuclear family is? And how important has family been for you two and for the children that you are now bringing up into this world? Listen, we can both go. You can. You, you need to. You need to really let him know. You know. It's not an easy thing. Yeah, marriage, in general. You see what I mean? And as we said, we dated for five years, and that was up and down, up and down. We had wonderful first three years. Like I always say to Kwame, three years is the testing. When you get to the third year of a relationship, that's when you start getting tested. Okay. You know, you, you, yeah, yeah, without saying too much. Nah. It's, that's, I always say that's the make or break point. After, we was like, love Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up yeah. until three years, and then it's like, are you, if, you, if you get over that hurdle, you can make it, yeah? Yeah, and also, I mean, I'd like to add, like, we, we've got a strong Christian ethos as well. So um, uh, marriage for us is, is a really sacred thing, and, and, and we don't take that lightly. But what I, to answer your question, how important it is to have a, a nuclear family, especially as um, uh, black people, I think it is imperative. I think I think that um, there is something about, you know, especially with our kids, you know, we've got three boys and a girl, and I, I realize, um, you know, you need both mom and dad in the building, man. I, I think that, you know, they, they, they both need to be there. They don't, you know, and I mean, we, we you, you see, I think it was uh, the documentary I was watching. It was the 13th I was watching. The 13th. The end, yeah, 13th. Where at the end, she presents, like, all these images of the nuclear family. Or, because there's, there's, a, there's a stereotype. There's, a, there's this yeah. notion that we are just... Uh, you know, broken people, dysfunctional in in our settings, and I and I honestly believe I, I, it's not true. We've got loads of people around us, and we can bring a whole family of people here who are all married, black people, married for years, much longer than us. You know, still together with with, with kids, and and you see how that dynamic um, actually impacts the yeah. children in such a positive way, and um, from the point of educating them and also helping them to understand. You know um, the idea of you know respecting you know a, a, a black woman because as you know you know there's all kinds of mm -hmm. things images that are, are, are portrayed you know generally and I think that all of those elements um, within the nuclear setting because I'm, I'm not just talking about just mom and dad being together and just just being there right. we're talking about having investing yeah. In, in, in the children and, 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 and raising them and, and helping them to kind of understand life uh, and really sort of, you know, connecting with them, uh, I think is so key. Yeah. Also recently, Being present emotionally, like fully at, Oh, that's the one thing yeah. I believe, being emotionally present is, it's, it's, it's valuable for humans, but especially yeah. for children. Oh, 100%. And we even recently, we were talking about how important it is to be, you know, um, the unity aspect, even in school. Like, it's important for, you know, when it's um, uh, 
Parents' evenings. Parents' evenings. That's it. Be present present. together. You know, it's so important because there is this view that, you know, it's only one parent that's going to show up or... Um, or the black fathers don't care yeah, enough. It's, it's really sad. Um, There's just little in, in the system, the school system, they they actually don't expect to see um, the unity, the, the unit. They don't expect it because I've seen it that throughout the children's schooling, like even when we'd show up for coffee mornings together, it's like, wow, yeah. oh, look, who's yeah. there? You <laughs> know, it's like, and do you know what? It's almost like a shock. This is that, it. You, know, you, you care enough about your children's education. I think that, Absolutely. especially him with his cap turned back. interesting because punch therapy is it's my neighbor right two doors away so that's paul saying monogamy is scary and i suppose why i was quite surprised to see that you've been married for 10 years is because as i said marriage is on the decline and less people are getting married 
more people are entering civil partnerships, more people are staying in the same house and be becoming, um, you know, just partners within the home. I think marriage in some aspects still has its importance. Um, yeah. I think in some aspects it's an outdated institution and, and but that's a whole, that's for a whole nother conversation. That's a whole conversation. We need to talk on the phone yeah, about like, like that, John. <laughs> that, like that's a whole nother conversation. Because I could be with someone for the rest of my life, but I don't yeah. necessarily have to marry them. And I know there may be some women screaming, well, if you can be with her for the rest of your life, then, you know, like you can marry her. Like, what's the issue with that? Well, I don't know what the issue with that is. So I, I'm projecting my own thing, but I'm happy. And whenever I see a black couple on the street, I always give them a nod and I always say I'm thankful to see this couple because I think it adds to it. it adds to you know the positivity and it adds to the appeal of seeing a beautiful black home a beautiful black family you know um, and I think as you said it's not pushed to the forefront at all when I look on television I see more so than anything else single parents and I grew up in a single parent household when I went to school when I was picked yeah. up from school when I was young I never really questioned why my dad wasn't there, but my dad died, so my dad didn't have a choice, but he was very present, he was a great father, he was with my mum. So, yeah. I don't wanna ask you, when you look at your children, and you've had, you have three boys and you have one girl, and you yeah. have seen the importance of being a mother and a father in your child's life, you've seen the importance of both of your roles. Now, I wanna ask you, there's a, there might be parents out there that are single parents and they doubt their role in their child's life. What would be your advice to them, especially as a family that is, that, that's together, most importantly, but what would your advice be to those single parents who perhaps are struggling and feel they can't raise a black child by themselves or just a child by themselves? What would be your advice? Personally... I spoke to somebody just today about this. They actually have brought up their child, their children, I should say, by themselves. And it just turns out that um, one of the children, one of the children, yeah, didn't come out the way in which she, she, she would have liked, you know, really faced a lot of struggles in terms of crime and stuff like that. But you know what? You can only do your best, yeah. you know, do your best. And I don't think you should give yourself a hard time at all i think if you've got the heart to love your children and you bring them up the best that you can that is enough i i feel i feel like we put a lot of pressure on ourselves even even um with having both parents um present it's, it's still a struggle sometimes you think oh gosh you know because sometimes you feel like the load is more on yourself than it is of your partner so it's, it, you can feel those types of struggles however i think i really feel like you know, as long as you're doing your best, honestly, from your heart, I don't feel like you should put those additional pressures on yourself. Obviously, the pressures of life's life is there, but that's... that's yeah, and, and also, I do think that um, sometimes we become very isolated in our yeah, settings. And I think that, especially for us as Black people, I'm going to talk actually from a Black person experience, we, we have become so good at not opening up. Absolutely. So good at not talking and reaching out. And a lot of the time, there's no help out there. We just don't put ourselves on the plane to actually get the help. And I think that if you are going through struggles, I think there's people you can talk to. I think that the, 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 um, 
I mean, even friends you can it's speak to. Like, I mean, who who may be in a different situation. Like you know, there there be friends who may be like us. I mean, we've got single friends. We've got friends who are raising kids on their right. own, um, and we can help with giving them advice and you know helping them to kind of. You know, Even with the kids, you know, yeah, that's the yeah, thing is yeah, networking yeah. is so important. Yeah. I've got a whole heap of kids in my house, but you know, if you're if you're tired, bring your child to me. I'll yeah. be yeah, it's fine yeah. because uh, that's how it is. You yeah. have to help one another out. Well, they say it, it takes a village to raise a child, so this you perfectly epitomise that. Yes, absolutely, yes, and it yes, works yes. because it gives yeah. people need a rest sometimes. Yeah. So yeah. You know, don't yeah. be afraid to open up. Yeah, I mean, raising yeah. kids, raising kids is challenging. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Whether you're single or oh, your it is it. challenging and the thing is that because you're dealing with another human being who's growing up with you know and it's going out there and being influenced and you know picking up all kinds of ideals and so the, the thing is that it's, it's important to reach out i think i think you know reach out look, look look i mean speak to someone um sometimes you know you may not necessarily have the you know uh, you know sorry to hear about your dad that you know he was he had, he had, he had passed but you know there are you can you can bring in certain figures who can be father figures you know, um, I think I was reading uh, is that Carla? I think Carla's book. Yeah, he uh, said his and, stepdad was yes, a father figure, and his uncle yes, too. His uncle, uncle off, I think his name was. I think, yeah. Didn't his uncle off was at the Hackney Empire and introduced yeah. him? Yes, yeah, yeah. I think it was I think it was his uncle off or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, but that was a father figure in his life, and I think that th those people exist. And I think that is important. You know, reach out, speak to someone. I guess um, it's just, not suffering in silence. Yeah, don't. Don't, because don't. that's when you know all sorts of things can happen mental yeah. health issues yeah. like just you need to kind of really have a place where you can open up yeah. and feel free to talk about those anything that's bothering you do you know what I think to... sorry go ahead I was, I was going to say value a shout out to people like um, Atian and Akala because we're all from the same end we're all from Camden so grew up in Camden as well so you know North London <laughs> North London needs to drop in a Babylon man South West all the way man all the way <laughs> I'm joking. We don't do postcode wars. No man here dies for postcodes. <laughs> none of that. None of that. Yeah. Do you know what no, I was going to say? Busy. I was going to say, when the time's up, I want to do another half an hour with you guys because I think okay. there's more that I want to ask you. So I just want to put it out okay. there. So everyone no that's problem. watching, if you've got questions, ask questions. And we're going to do another half an hour when the time yeah. is up. But I want to ask you, when I grew up, right, my mum... I love my mum to pieces. I think she's an amazing woman. She did a fantastic job um, raising me. You know, they all have their issues. But whenever I used to go to family's homes and I saw a mother and a father, I, I used to get emotional because I used to just wonder what would it have been like for me growing up to have my own father around? And I think the importance of a father is typically downplayed, I think. I think, as you yeah. said, fatherlessness is really something that's pushed in the community. And it's something that I think we suffer from. Um, and I want to ask you, as a father to three boys and a daughter yourself, and this is to your wife as well, how important do you think his role has been as a father? And have you fallen in love with him more by seeing him be a good father to your children? Definitely. Why are you asking some questions today, Sean? Sure. <laughs> Listen, at, listen <laughs> at this time of night, I usually might give someone a little call and tell them I love them, but I'm doing it for you guys. Sean, you know what? I want, we've got the ring light. I think I should turn it red. <laughs> red, light, red light special. No, no, no. Do you know what? It, it's, it's been quite special watching him just 
because we've been together for a long time, just growing in it all, to be honest. And, you know, he's come from his play days, you know, the five years previous, <laughs> to really mature, yeah, <laughs> maturing to the place where, you know, he used to say to me, oh gosh, when my dad, um, when my dad really, when my dad's telling me off, he's always lecturing me. So I, I saw the boy in him from before. So now he's at the stage where in, when he's having to have talks with our eldest son, he's at that lecturing stage. So <laughs> it's like, but it's, it's all in love and it's so important. I can't stress how important if, if, if the dad is there for him to really step up and, and, and take on that role. Because, I mean, I'm very close with my children, but it, it's just completely different. My, my perspective on things and the way I communicate with them is very different to the way Kwame does. Um, sometimes they need a bit more stir, a stern, the, the sternness that he gives is different to the sternness I give. I can be strict, yes, but then when daddy says something, it's like, ooh, I think, <laughs> man of the house. <laughs> I think um, Konshu from the Manhood Academy said there was a psychological paper that said there's something called man tone, that when a man speaks, children, it's almost as if they perk up and listen. Yeah. It's, it's that authoritative, yeah. Yeah, it's almost biological, they can't help it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe that. That's a, that's a very interesting one, actually. Yeah, I very interesting one, but it's true. It's very yeah. true. Yeah. What do you, I don't know if you, you, you often hear, oh, if you I'm going to tell daddy, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. I'm going to tell daddy. It's always, no, 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 no. <laughs> because there's something about, he's almost like the, 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 the final, isn't he? Yeah. And I, we, we laugh sometimes, like, when the kids are sleeping, like, what? why are you listening to you, not me? <laughs> if we have that conversation, because I'm also a bit of a force to be reckoned with. I'm, as you could probably guess, I'm a bit of, <laughs> I, I I can also you know really be authoritative, but he honestly they 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 are in awe of him. They look up to him. They actually see him as a role model. Oh, daddy, when you go to the gym, daddy, oh, when can I go to the gym? Well, nine, going, can stop. I... Yeah, they, they stop. really. He's nine, and every time I go to the gym, he's like, well, why can't I come with you? I want to come to the gym with you. Yeah. I wanna... And I'm like, you're too young. They won't even let you through that door. Well, <laughs> hopefully, you're teaching him to do leg day and not just arms and chest. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> We're from we're from a family with big legs and that anyway. So uh, we thank God for that <laughs> lesson. <laughs> but it's just the things like teaching them. I know it sounds silly, but it's like teaching them how to you know ride the scooter or the bike and all the the little bits that you do with them. Yeah, yeah, is the yeah. things that they treasure. Like they always oh, daddy time. But it's yeah. it's completely different to yeah. what I would do with them. Yeah. you know and. I, I'm not down. But I know there's a lot of single parents out there, like especially with women, they end up doing both roles, or they, they, you know, because that they're the only the only one that's there. However, it's still not the same. I don't. I personally don't feel like it's. Um, I feel like the man's role is very different to women's role. Mm. The effect in which it has on the child, yeah. because I see it when I'm spending time with my son and I'm doing my bits. I see how he reacts with me. And then I see when he's doing with his dad, how he's reacting with his dad and how it boosts his confidence. Like he, one, they play football, for example. And when I go to watch them play, they love it so much. When dad's on the sideline, it's like they can fly. There's yeah. looking to see. It's like they want to, they, they really want to live up to a certain standard that yeah. he, he kind of has set with them. And, and, yeah. I, and I love to watch it. Yeah. I love it. And how do you feel, dad, about your role in your children's life? I feel so pivotal. I think that um, I've learned a lot from even growing up, you know, with my dad, because I told you about coming from Ghana. For about between the age of sort of like 
uh, yeah, from about 11 to about maybe about 16 in Airbnb. My, my dad wasn't really around. And he, he, was, he was in Ghana. So he's not, he, I was living with him in Ghana and then I left him to come here. Um, and that, that window where he wasn't around, oh, it was chaos. It was chaos, you know, not having him around. It just, my mum did her best, but there's just certain elements, you know, as a, a boy growing up where I just needed my dad, you know, to be there. And when he wasn't, I saw the decline in my attitude and my behaviours and certain things I was doing because I didn't have him around. Uh, I think it makes a, I think it's, it's, it makes a massive difference um, to have a, 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 a father figure and there, especially growing up as a young uh, and black man. But even, as, even with our daughter as well, it's yeah. important that, um, you know, when, when she sees her dad, she knows what, what is acceptable, what's not acceptable. And he provides that. He gives her that strength and, you know, makes her understand that she's precious. Yeah. And I can, I do that, of course, but he does it. And then she obviously knows that any man that she comes into contact with outside the family home, needs to be like that or better. Do you see yeah. what I mean? That's the type of thing that, you know, you're having to instill yeah. in her. That, yeah. you know, we are the examples, right? We are. We are the and examples so, that they're looking at and um, to follow and they'll take that into their, their own um, situations and relationships. So, yeah, that's, well, that's key. And they say that a uh, dad is a daughter's first love and a dad is a son's first hero. Yeah. And that's typically the analogy that I've seen. And, um, yes. It's beautiful that as the wife and, you know, as a mother, you recognize the significance of his role in his children's life. And um, it's good that you also recognize that you came from a background where your dad wasn't physically present or perhaps wasn't always emotionally or mentally present simply because of maybe other circumstances. Yeah. But yeah. you've been able to turn that on its head and yeah. provide now for your children. And I'm sure... Yeah that again adds to the fabric of your relationship too. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely, so. definitely, 100%. And I think, and I, and I think our, um, for us as well, I mean, our, our faith um, plays a massive role in that because, it, yeah, I mean, our, our code, how we live, is really governed by, you know, our, our Christian faith as well. And that really, you know, the Christian faith really sort of, in terms of marriage, you know, and family, you know, it really emphasizes on that and the importance of it. And yeah. I know that not everybody believes, but for us, we're not alone. Yeah. We don't see ourselves as just farm Israel. We, we are, us that we have God right in the middle of our yeah. marriage. Yeah. And so it's like, when we have our tests and our trials, yeah, we, we always believe that god is gonna see us through it yeah. and so long as we hold on to our hope we don't we don't we really are not lost yeah what i mean so and one of the things i was going to advise to those who are struggling with you know raising their kids is pray like yeah you know, i mean one of the things that we do is pray you know and ask for god's help like you know to, to help us through this because we're just human man like we're so like we we, we feel like sometimes we've got all the answers and we, we really don't like it is being a human being, like we're finite in our uh, in our understanding, yeah. and 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 we can't, we don't have all the answers. Sometimes we need we need you know some divine intervention to get things right. And I Absolutely, that totally, hundred yeah. percent. Let me end this quickly, and then to everyone yeah. watching, 
We're going to do another 30 minutes because yeah. there's two of you and I still think there's more that I would love to talk about. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. There's more questions I've got to ask you. So let me end this. I'm going to save it onto my page so everyone can come and catch it. And I'm going to come back on in a minute and 30 seconds. Okay. Or So if you see me on the live before that, then come and jump in. Let me just save this yeah. before this cuts out, yeah? Okay. I'll be back. Right. No cool. See you soon. All right, hey everyone, we're back. We're gonna go for another half an hour with the Let's Talk First platform. We literally just did a part one, but I said I wanted to do another half an hour because there were so many questions I wanted to ask them because um, they've been married for 10 years and they just epitomize a strong black nuclear family. So this is just the kind of conversation that we've got to have and they've already requested. Part one is already on my Instagram. I've just uploaded it, so check that out. And we're gonna go again for part two, so share it spread it and we're going to have more questions if anyone's got questions throw them in the question box or just throw them in the casual conversation and so much so so yeah i just put the part one up on um the page so yeah Brilliant. but yeah so another question i really want to ask is with everything that's happening and how the world is moving into a more technological age mm -hmm. do you believe this would help to narrow the gap in inequalities between black people or ethnic minorities in general and the wider society. Wow. Because for example, I, like, let, let me use an example. So for, we can now use Instagram. I have a lot of issues with Instagram um, and the whole idea of social, social media in terms of our psychology. Yeah. But platform like so, um, Instagram or Facebook or TikTok or Snapchat, Snapchat, I said Snapchat, I'm saying like, oh, <laughs> Snapchat has, we can have this conversation like we've never met in person but we yeah. can just have a chat and i think it's become so important to spread in information having these yeah, social yeah. media yeah. outlets so i want to ask will social media help to narrow the gap between ethnic minorities black people in particular being from the black community and compared to the wider society i think it can Okay, I think it can. I think I think all these mediums, if used um, effectively, properly, yeah. can hundred percent. I think that what I love about social media, um, you know, because obviously it has its negatives, but what I love about social media is that you can now, you know, you can go. I mean, you can go You're to social media. To you, 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 you can go on um, Instagram and type in "black love," right? And there'll be loads of like images of couple, black couples or black families and all of that. And for me, you know, someone who may have, you know, a certain maybe a totally different outlook to what black people yeah. are like in terms of relationship, can look at that and think, wow, like that many. <laughs> like, and also, you know, also and, another and, thing, you see something like typing in Africa, for example, yeah. you'll start to see all different countries. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, and whereas yeah. before, when you think about Africa, it's really sad. But you don't, you first of all, people wouldn't necessarily think, oh, you know, so many different countries. They'll just yeah. see a mud hut with, um, you know, just a, a particular view yeah. that the world like, has. Africa being a country Africa, rather than a continent, very, yeah, and very yeah. deprived, very, yeah. very deprived in all areas. Whereas now, there's an array of things that yeah. you can discover, yeah. and that's what yeah. these platforms are providing. Yeah, so yes, it is. It can close the gap. Yeah, yeah, but as you said, there are elements also that you know, um, like you don't really. People need to talk more. We need to get out and conversate and 
it's just all in your phone or yeah. all in your device. Yeah, yeah. You know. I think the balance we need to get that balance. I think I, I think whatever's projected um, through social media needs to be um, sort of at work in, in real, real life, life as well. And in I think that uh, sometimes we kind of sort of settle on that. There's moments where I'll just come off social media because it kind of sort of also gives you a false sense of reality. Yeah. And, 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 and I think that um, we have to kind of um, understand that, you know, you know that if you go to someone's page and all they're doing is smiling, you know that that's not real, right? <laughs> like, no, no, there's no one in this world who can tell me that they don't go through any kind of trouble. You, know, you can go on someone's page, and I think part of the issues with mental health and all of that is that where someone looks on someone else's page and they see that this person is living the good life and they don't see the, the other side, you know, what's happening on the other side. And I think that um, that is the sort of the negative aspect of social media where it can give you a false sense of what um, reality is, but it's not all the time. Like, it's, think, it's not, it's not as a whole. Time so we all get it right. We just need to kind of get that balance right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because social media, it's designed to be addictive. When you look yeah. at the Instagram feed, it's built like a casino and yeah. you're looking for your next dopamine hit by the more and more you scroll. And yeah. even notifications, they're all dopamine ticks in your head. Yes. And I want to ask you as well. So in finding that balance, mm. the, having this phone or a phone in general, it's, a, it's literally having the world at your fingertips mm. and you have access to anything. You have children. Yeah. Is it safe to give children smartphones when the phone sometimes is smarter than the child, child itself? We're, we're, listen, at the moment, you've got to understand, this, 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 this is actually a, a current Let's Talk First situation in our household. No, 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 no. <laughs> we're having a conversation about... Yes, our, spill the tea, spill the tea. Can, you've got there again, Sean. <laughs> we're got, currently having a conversation. I, I am right now, my, my, my um, Surya, one, our son, our eldest son, to have a mobile phone. There's a mobile how old phone is, in our house. How old is your eldest? He's nine. No, 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 but... You want to have a mobile phone? No, no, but... <laughs> let, let, see, there you go. I like to see, I like that look on your face, Sean. Sean, Sean, what did I tell you Let's Talk First was about? Let, <laughs> before you start formulating your opinions, let's talk, yeah? Don't assume. Now, what my husband failed to mention was that I don't... It's not the, it's not the media part of the, of, of, of the phone that I... It's, no. it's all to do with safety because um, there's certain times... Like, my son plays the drums, so we drop him off at a drum school for an hour. So um, for me, I was saying to my, my husband that it's important for me when he's finished, because I, I park my car outside, but it's still quite a far farther away. He has to walk through a park. So I say to my husband, okay, if we give him the phone, then at least when he's finished, and then he can come out and say, oh, mama finished, or, you know, it's just as a means of communication, nothing else. And also not something that he'll keep it on him. It's only very specific. If he's going somewhere and we need to contact him, then that's when we'd give him the, the phone. He's failed to mention all of that, you see. It's terrible. <laughs> They're not in contact. It's not right. Yeah. Yeah, so, well, yeah, it's not, it, he's way too young to be going on any anything like that. I, I'm yeah. not a fan of I wouldn't that advise it. I, I, I don't think uh, at that age, and I know, I know our parents were allowed their kids to be on it. I mean, I, I, I was marveled when I saw someone who we know, a very young girl who was doing a live, like, yeah. and she was with a friend. I don't, I, I, I don't even think her mum knew what she was doing. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. She shouldn't be doing this. Like, this is, I mean, this is going out there. You know what I mean? And so I think that we have to, 
you know, the, the idea of parental controls, you have to regulate, yes. you know, the activity on their phones. I mean, um, I mean, even if my son was to get a phone, we definitely are going to um, put certain sanctions on, you know, that the use of YouTube, for instance. I mean, we, we have that now. Because on YouTube, to watch anything, but we are actually very much on it. Like, what is he watching? What is he consuming? You know, there are some stuff that is just, just brain numbing and doesn't serve any purpose. And so, yeah, we are um, very much, um, I mean, for me, it's, in terms of social media, no, it, it, you have to have, you know, your hand in that as a parent yeah. and not, not allow them to just run free with that. That's, that's not. And um, someone in the comments said, give your child a brick phone, which I agree. <laughs> give them a knock, you know, give them a knock. Still, what is can it? you still get them? What, what is it? I what is it? A, a Nokia um, 3310? Was it called a yeah, Nokia yeah, 3310? Yeah. And because that's because, well, it's what, you know, some trap dealers use to, <laughs> to sell their product. Yeah. They're, well, they're self-employed and they say support black businesses, so support your local weed dealer. You're, you're giving it away, Sean. You're giving it away. <laughs> Listen. Trap is in there right now thinking you're giving away their secret, Listen, man. I've grown up in the area where I've seen it and so much more. I can go into it all day. I don't judge them. People live by their own means, you know? Yeah. Um, so that could be a very viable alternative for your son if you yeah. don't want to expose him to the idea of um, a smartphone. And why I say that yeah. is because to give a child a smartphone, is it, it's almost as, it's the equivalent of giving a child crack and then telling them never take it again. I genuinely believe social media as time goes on and phones will be treated like secondhand smoking, you won't be able to do it without it affecting other people and yeah. so much more. Because yeah. the research is out there psychologically yeah. of how it impacts your mental health and so much more. Yeah. Your child needs to understand what it is and what isn't acceptable before they are given access to things like social media. I absolutely yeah. fundamentally yeah. agree with that. Yes. And yes. then as parents, you're, you're, it's an incredible juggling act, right? You've yeah. got to figure out what's right, what's wrong by your right. own narratives and by your own standards. Yes. So I want to ask you, what, you spoke about Christianity as a really big ethos, but is there anything that grounds you as a family, especially, that has allowed you to continue as far as you have in your marriage, especially, yeah. if it's not, it could be religious, it could be non-religious. I'd love to know, is there an ethos that grounds you? I, mean, I have to be honest with you. I think we, our, um, I think our, 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 our faith really is the foundation of, because, you know. Our kids are very much aware of the faith as well. Yeah, yeah. So and it's not even just us that are passing it down to them. They learn with us. Yeah, so yeah. So it's very... They, they they picking up on they pick up on things that yeah. even we may not have picked up yeah. on. It's so important. Yeah, yeah. Our, our principles are, are literally, you know what I mean, founded on that. And I think that how we sort of carry ourselves and how we go about doing things. It, I mean, like don't get me wrong, we're human. We have all the various challenges that we do. But even how we handle crisis, everything else, really finds its basis in how we believe. You know, we believe in the language of love, and we believe that you know, um, love. You know, like the Bible says, you know, covers a multitude, multitude of sins. And so we are very much uh, a firm believer of, believers of, you know, even when 
we are at that place of you know our loggerheads, whatever. Then. Forgiveness. Yeah, and yeah. All of those elements, um, and so I think that's what's really. I think that's that's kept us that, and um, also just our own upbringing. Yes. So I, what I've experienced with my parents. Yes. And also what he's experienced. I mean, yes. there's a whole. Obviously, we don't have much time, but yeah. even just even in regards to our relationship, yeah. how that all came about, handled, we yeah. had quite a bit of um, resistance. We yeah. had challenges, resistance within the family. Yeah. So yeah. for us, we're not just about to give up on things because yeah. we work hard to get where we're at yes. anyway. Absolutely. And, yes. Yeah, we've had losses. Yeah. We've had people that haven't supported our yeah. relationship, our union from very early. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's... It, it serves. It serves. Often serves as a reminder that actually we've done a lot to get here, yeah. and we believe that God enabled. He steered us in this way. So yeah. for us, it's not a case of just. It's like when you work so hard to get somewhere, yeah. and you get to the place, and you yeah. think, "Oh, I'm not going to do it anymore." You. Like, it's what, not. Like, what, what waste. Was it? Yeah, After what, all of that, like, this is are it. we going to? We re- owe it to ourselves. We yeah. owe it to our so children. So all of that that's ingrained that in us. There, definitely. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's built a solid foundation. Yeah. Because we've been through the struggle. Yeah. We've been through a lot. This is yeah, it. I mean, and I'm uh, saying that that's another show so for that, you, Sean. So like, literally, we, we're literally, <laughs> we've we're hanging on. We're, like, yeah. we're not going to give them the satisfaction no of breaking up. <laughs> and so guess what? On our anniversaries, it's like, and we're still together, baby. Yeah. <laughs> when he, on social media, when he yeah, posts We're still here, baby. Yeah, that's, that's, what I'm saying. That's, his, that's his favorite line. Because we face the biggest opposition from the closest. He yeah. has, and this man here is an amazing man. Because there's not many men that would have been able to go through what he went through in terms of his struggles with his own family, yeah. just to make, to be with me and to have this family setting. Yeah. So for me, even when things are tough, I it also God would drop it in my head and say, Sarita, he gave yeah. up a lot for you. Yeah. You see what I mean? So just be a bit I, Amen. Yeah. <laughs> amen. <laughs> amen. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's funny because it's funny you asked that question because my sister, I was speaking to my sister the other day, and uh, she was like, Kwame, she was saying to me, it's real. Yeah. She's like, because she calls us, she calls us her favorite couple. And she was like, she's married herself with um, two kids. And she was like, if you guys ever broke up, I am not talking to any of you. <laughs> like, I will not chat to any of you here. Because <laughs> I know I've seen you guys from the beginning, because she saw a lot. And she, I, I see, I've seen you guys from the beginning. I've seen what you've had to go through. And to just give that up would just be a waste. And I will not yeah. talk to you guys, but just throw it away. So, yeah. Yeah, that, that, these are some of the things that is our experiences and everything else that kind of keeps us sort of like solid and like, right, okay. And one of the other things I'll, I'll give to any married man out there, you know, I've got a, a, oh, he's, I've he's got, saying. I've got a rule of thumb, avoid the second, second look. look yeah. yeah, you avoid the second look, you're safe. Wait, wait, I, but are you referring to... When you see a sweet piece, you're like, oh, oh shoot, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look so, so, so what is, the, the first time, you can't help it because she's coming towards you. <laughs> she, is where she is where it is. But it's when you turn your head, you know, then suddenly, you know what I mean, those, those, those thoughts extend, you know what I mean? And you never know what can happen when that happens. So just avoid it. <laughs> no, I can imagine. I don't want to ask you quickly, as a little yeah. fun question. Yeah. Give me three things that you love about each other. I love the way he loves God. I love okay. the way he loves God. Um, he's a very funny person. He's charismatic. I love that as well. Um, <laughs> um, what else do I love about you? 
I love the way you love the children. Okay. He's a hit daddy. <laughs> and yourself? Oh my gosh. She is the most creative person I know sitting right next to me. Like, I love her creativity. And I love her, her ability to do things that, like, you just think, how? Oh, like, I would never think of doing it that way. How do you do it? Um, as a wife, uh, the best. The best. As a mother, I can't. I can't fault her. She is, like, she epitomizes what you want in a wife, Sean, in a mother. Sure, you have to stop um, him. He said, as a wife, the best. That's not an answer. Did you understand what that meant? Like, like I, she, I know she, what it means. She, yeah, I, she, I know she's, what it means. She, she, she's, she's very loving, very caring, very um, thoughtful. Um, I think I'm giving you more than three. I'm going in, aren't I? <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to set up a nice environment. So tonight's yeah. going to be, you know, love. Lots of love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not like, Listen. There is no such thing. I always say this. Like I say this to some of my, my um, friends and sisters. When, when they see, I've always said this. Like my sister always thinks I'm some sort of oracle for relationships. I'm not. But when you sort of go on social media, like on YouTube, and see all these sort of like vlogs and you see all these sort of perfect couples, and they're like, oh, they're the most perfect couple. And I'm like, if everything that you're seeing on there is perfect, I'm pretty sure, I, I, I guarantee you, that's your, at some point you're going to hear bad news. Like, yeah. And, 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 and a lot of the time it happens because we you have to be real. We live in a world where like, you know, like the word perfect or perfection is it's non existent as far as, you know, I, I'm concerned like everything requires work. Yeah, yeah. Like like what we're establishing here, we we haven't established it from just being in um um uh, on on a honeymoon, a permanent honeymoon. Right. Like, you know, this has been work. You work at it. You work at it and you, you mold it into what it's supposed to be. And, and, and um, that's what we've done. And, you know, we still have our, our challenges, but, you know, we know that the foundation is solid. And so you can have a solid foundation and, you know, the winds will be blowing. Sometimes you see good. the curtains going one way. You know, maybe the door might come up a little bit, but the foundation, <laughs> the, the, house, the, the house is still there. Yeah. And maybe you take a second look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean. Yeah, well. <laughs> you know something, no, Sean? Yeah. We don't know anything about you. We don't know nothing about you. We, we, we have to get you on. Um, um, let's talk first. And, yeah, and like listen, you got <laughs> you got to bring me on the platform so you ask about me because right yeah, now, yeah, 100%, all the 100%. focus is all on you. I want people <laughs> to see how beautiful, first of all, as a couple you are. Second, yeah. the platform that you've created, and I just wanted to take this time just to get to know you more. And I think it's because, as I said, I want to use my platform to encourage and to bring different people on from different walks of life. Because I grew up Christian, but I'm not, I'm not Christian anymore. But yeah. to hear how important and how fundamental Christianity has been to your relationship is very refreshing. Yeah. Because maybe I had a negative opinion or yeah. I had a wrong experience of Christianity. So it's great for me to come on and be able to have you on my platform to have this conversation. So yeah. I have to let the light shine on you too. So that's the most important <laughs> thing. Appreciate it, bro. No, it's honestly. amazing what you're no, doing. It's, it's, honest, it's honest to come on. You've had some wonderful guests on here and I've learned a lot, honestly, like just from your guests that you've had on as well. And it's brilliant. It's brilliant what you're doing. It's brilliant. I, you know, I noticed there's a few platforms where they're having these conversations. And I love the fact that these conversations are happening all over. And we're doing our little part. And I always say that, what you know, you know, whatever your sphere of, sphere of influence is, uh, use it. Just use your platform, no matter how big or small, you know, because it's all about 
you know, challenging minds and, and, and educating minds. And, you know, it only takes one person to bring about a, a massive change. And so don't take for granted the people who you are reaching and reaching out to. I think with Let's Talk First, that's been our thing that, you know, we may not have a million followers, but you know what? There's a few people that we, we with that conversation, we know that from current conversations, certain people, they've gone out there in their workplaces are, are making change and affecting change in the communities. That's massive. That's, that's, that's all that we all need to do in our small patches, you know, and I think that when we do that, um, we, we, you know, what we are creators, all the little drops, you know, and in you terms know, of Bob, ocean. And Bami speaks very highly of you, Sean, from Thank the, you. Little that he, the little that he's been, you know, seeing of yourself. And I can, just even this, this time that we've spoken, you've got a good heart. So, yeah, listen, um, I am a soft guy. I'm a very soft Aww. guy. What I have missing. <laughs> like, not we many all, people have... know that. No, you've got a good heart. I could tell you've got a good heart. So just, you know, keep, keep, it, keep it up. And, you know, I know you said that, you know, you came, you came from a Christian background, but you're not Christian now. You seem very firm in, in when you said that. Mm. But, you know, I just pray that, you know, your heart's desires are met. And Absolutely. That, you know, you will, I, I also pray that God will revisit you. Because honestly, you're a good. I can tell you've got really, really good heart, and you know, you've you've got you've got wonderful things ahead ahead of you. you Listen, know? I hope so, and I <laughs> pray so, even if it's and in then, the religious or the non-religious context. But yeah. no, I definitely trying to do what I can to encourage the conversation. Most importantly, you know, coming yeah. from the background I've come from, and for example, I learned from doing modeling, doing acting that it's such a big influence for me to use my platform in an inappropriate manner and in a manner or using my platform to promote negativity. It's not what I'm about. Yeah. I'm trying to encourage positive positivity because yeah. there's such a thing as toxic positivity, but that's something I could go into another time. Yeah. Um, and when I've gone into schools and I've spoken to kids and to the look on a kid's face when they see another young black man doing well, and you know, successful and hasn't had to do it through music or through other things has reminded me why I do things like this, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. kids are gonna watch my things um, yeah. and I'm gonna be having on even some younger guests as well at some point, oh, yeah. which yeah. is great conversation to have because it's all about bringing up that next generation. So yeah. I'm thankful that you've been able to recognize that most importantly. And if there's anything I can do to help your platform, I am more than happy to help that and I'm happy I've had you on because it exposes other people to your work and the great yes. things that you're doing. And I think we need more role models of a stable, strong black family. I know it's not achievable for everybody, but I just think it's beautiful. And I um, hopefully pray that we can meet at some point during this um, period. Because that'd be lovely. Lovely. remember, Monday to Wednesday, it's 50% um, off in oh, food yeah, restaurants and listen i'm a foodie so i can't complain belly full hearts and full too. <laughs> oh, but listen no. i want to give you the final say i want to hear what is the future for let's talk platform and the future for yourselves as individuals wow um let's talk first really felt like a spell of the moment thing. We, we, we hadn't, this was not something that we had sort of put in the works from a long time ago. I mean, um, in terms of the future, well, we don't know. We'll see. I mean, we... we We're we, very much led by the yeah, conversation. Yeah, So yeah. it's not like we don't actually go out to look for things to talk about, but we live in it. So yeah. I always say to Kwame, you know life, we're living life. 
and every day make if, if there's every day if there's something for us to talk about we will talk but yeah. if there's nothing which is for why that we don't which is why we don't have set days like yeah, we, we don't have a set no, we don't have like a tuesday or yeah. like we can't yeah set time, yeah whatever so time, we like, try to be all as authentic as possible yeah, yeah because yeah, we don't want to um, we, we live we have a busy life but yeah. we know this is very important yeah so yeah. we try to fit it in and when there's something to talk about, you can guarantee that we're gonna be that you you will see alive. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, that's that's yeah. that's that's what let's talk first. Yeah, and I, I, I suppose hopefully, um, in terms of the future, I'm just hoping that with everything that we've talked about, all the conversations that we've had, that people would, will be yeah, able to yeah, that people on. people will be impacted. Yeah, and be able to be influencers in their yeah, own little yeah, areas. Yeah. Of like, like, even if I don't know who you are and you've gone on there and watching, you're doing your bit where you are. Yeah. I am, you know, for me, that is that is it. Good. That is it. Because what we really want to see is just change. Yeah. We just want to see change in society. And if someone comes to our show, sees um, onto our platform, sees, uh, hears a conversation, and they're moved to take action and go and, um, and positively impact their community or you know, their family or whatever. That is that is it. That is what, that's that's the achievement right there. It's not an entertainment show. We're not doing it for entertainment. We're not doing it for for money. We're doing it to really just you know bring about a solution in in, in all of this. You know, and we just want to be part of that solution. And so you know, we'll see. Who knows? Only God knows what the future holds. Let's talk first, but we'll see how it goes. No, absolutely. I got. I just got it's to say, it's. I, I feel so positive and I feel uplifted. Just having this conversation with you and again seeing a happily married couple for 10 years speak about what's kept their relationship alive and how you found his role as a father important and how you love her and how you've grown We've together. Special guest who's come to join us, um, Sean, sorry. Oh, you've got a special <laughs> guest. Angela, say hi to Uncle Sean. Hello. Hello. I'll say to your mum and dad that you've got great parents. <laughs> but no thank you for yeah. taking the time to both have this conversation and i pray there's lessons that anyone who's watching this will be able to learn about how to keep a relationship alive and how obstacles shouldn't push you away from each other but yeah. push yeah. you closer together yeah, yes Definitely. Oh, definitely. So, thank you, Sean. Listen, you, thank you so much for having us. Honestly, definitely. It's an honor. Bro, keep doing what you're doing, man. You. Lovely listen, to stay always. Touch. We'll stay touch. Absolutely. Listen, I'm free anytime. So when you want to yeah, catch yeah, some yeah. food, let's catch some food. Absolutely. Definitely, man. We'll be up for that. 100%. Make sure you follow my page, Sean. Sarita yeah. underscore. Se listen, send me the page and the team will, will be done. Do. And then you tell me the food that you like and I'll make sure I'll do something special. Or, yeah? or, or better, yeah, I can come to your house and I can learn. Have, oh, amazing. <laughs> That's brilliant. Listen, right, I'm the kind of man, a man should be able to cook and provide for his woman too. Yes, I love that show. Well, you better come and teach me then. Hey, <laughs> come here, listen. If your wife comes home and there's no food on the table for her, you failed. <laughs> I love what you're saying, Sean. You yeah, know after, after this great conversation, you're going to end on that note, Sean. I'm disappointed, bro. Listen, I'm telling you, all these Not men sure out there. You're getting an amen there. You're getting better You're preaching now, Sean. Listen, all these men out there that their woman comes home and they're coming home to an empty belly. Them things don't run with me, man. You can't do them. See, 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 see. This is why these. This is why these. This is why these conversations need to happen. So now I've been impacted by you. Now I'm gonna to have to start cooking again. I'm you have to. to. Oh, <laughs> Listen. Thanks, Sean. Thanks. Listen, you have to, man. 
because men always expect a woman to come home and have food on the table. You got to do the same. You got it has to be reciprocal. So, sorry, Sean. Sean, how old are you? I know you single. I'm 26. I have some sorry, I'm 26. I have sisters. We'll talk after the show. <laughs> <laughs> I've got sisters, and we will talk after the show. All right, boy. <laughs> Looks like you guys trying to set me up for some kind of Christian take take me out. Uh, <laughs> wow. Oh dear. Oh, but no, no thank it's been, you. A, been a pleasure. Been a pleasure. Thank you for having us on, man. Thank you. Most definitely. And we'll again we'll keep in contact and at a later date we've got to do another part two. And just send me dates when you want me on the show and I'll happily come and join you on your platform. I'm pretty much free anytime, so. Yeah. Okay, we will. We'll make it happen. So, yeah. We'll make it happen. I hope everyone who's watched it has enjoyed, most importantly. And if anyone, you know, wants to check out Let's Talk platform, go and support the work they do. Support the wife, too, the cooking page, and just comment, like, share, and repost. If you can repost Drake, if you can repost anyone else, you can repost for the local people that are doing great work such as Let's Talk. So oh, thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank Anytime. You. We'll talk it, soon. Yeah, take, take care. care. Yeah, definitely. Have a great evening. Stay safe, everyone. Bye. Peace. Bye. Bye. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I look forward to having you again. If you've enjoyed, share, subscribe, follow, and make sure everybody gets to have the blessing. That is conversations. And remember, Flower Hour is the podcast where conversations blossom.